0: Hi folks and welcome back to another episode of Reload Podcast. This is episode 43 and I'm your host Connor McCann. Joining me as always are
1: Lee Maxwell and Nigel Lamont.
0: So we've been on location this last few times, done a few interviews with people and we just thought we'd take it a bit easier this time and chill out and see what's happening with you guys so we've had a few we actually have quite a lot of questions from the last few episodes that we didn't actually get to so we thought it would take a time and sort of go through our usual news events what's happening with us and actually follow up with yourselves and see what has actually happened with you guys and see what you want to ask us
2: yeah but we also had an interview lined up but various things got in the road but we we'll hope to have that interview the next time all goes well
0: the last time we talked about yourself nigel and lee both the covid I was invincible, or so I thought, but no, turns out now I have it too, so hence you might hear Nigel sounding a little bit different. I will sound a bit different too, simply because I have COVID, Nigel sounds a bit different because he's on the phone. Um, yeah. so and I
1: sound a bit different because I'm stuck in the house again, bored out of my tree. I thought you were going to say sober. very much.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say sober.
1: <laughs> that too.
2: Your your voice sounds even more sexy now, Connor, so it's all good.
0: it uh, probably sounds like <laughs> I smoke four hundred a day. Um so I'm actually nearly afraid to ask this question now with what's going on with us this last while, but what's new with you guys?
2: Uh well, I haven't been doing any work in cars, to be honest with you. I was away on holidays last week. It was basically out of isolation into work for a day and then away on holidays all week. So it was up on the north coast, so a bit of chilling, stuff like that. And then Wednesday night passed, which was what would that have been? Let me just quickly look at the calendar. It'd be a
0: week from this one. This goes out
2: eleventh of August. Uh, GKI nights were had in the game at Sprucefield. Yes, uh, I did notice. Unfortunately, these guys couldn't attend. Um, but no, the last one we had was basically when restrictions eased back at the end of May. I think we all went out for a pint of milk, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. Yes, the milk run. <laughs> yeah.
0: Local PSI um, officers were delighted.
2: No, so we're fully legit this time, and yeah, we've done a bit of online social media advertising for it, and yeah, fantastic turnout, great variety of stuff, um, German and a few other uh, varieties of stuff, and one of my favourite things there was, um, oh, what do you call your fella, is it Redman Has Gattis, a GMC truck?
0: Yes, Gattis Redman.
2: Gattis Redman. Um, he turned up in his GMC truck with the Cummings engine, and just absolutely insane machine he is just class he's one of the, my favourite sort of builders of machines in the the mode just he's so random
0: it's yeah. uh, Geddes I've known Geddes for years now Like, and it's one of those things I've wanted to see that truck for so long and any time now that it's been out and about I haven't been able to make it and there once again I get screwed over
2: He just sort of pulled in, and everybody stopped what they're doing and looked around. It was just so funny.
0: It's funny, that truck's on air, so it sits quite low, even though it is quite a large truck. It looks huge in the photos, and then when I see people standing beside it, it doesn't look as big as I imagine it is.
2: It's very deceptive, and then it has the patina stuff, um, patina paint over it and all, it's just it's super cool. Really, really cool.
0: It's very, very well done. It's funny. Like most yeah. of that truck is made by himself. You know, there's very yeah. little of that original stuff left.
2: Yeah, follow him on um, Facebook. I think he is it Redman Engineering. The Facebook page. He has? Yeah, he he's
0: a Facebook page for it. Redman Engineering.
2: We're, he's he's full of content on it, and I would actually like him to do a YouTube channel. He, he would be a really good. He has. Like that, he, do, he does. Oh, he does. He has.
0: Yeah. Um, there you go. He started he's there a next. while back. <laughs> And sort of talks around through what he's doing. He didn't, he didn't have it going when he was building a lot of the truck, but he does a lot of stuff with American things too. He's done like LS swapped Land Rover Defenders. Uh, A friend of his has a, I think it's a Dodge Ram 1500 as well. Um, Yeah. Not, he does some weird and wonderful stuff like, but he's always been the same. Like back when I first met him, he had a Citroen Saxo and like that thing was putting out over 200 horsepower properly. Um, (laughs) Like a in something that weighs less than a ton back, yeah. what, 10, 15 years ago kind of thing?
2: Class. Um, yeah, real good turnout. I I reckon there was close to 200 cars there. It was just great to catch up with people because as we all know, it's been a weird year. So Sometimes you go to shows you, when you're on the show anyway, you, you don't really get much of a chance to chat to people, but at a meet like that there, you, you had the time, you weren't really in much of a panic to do stuff or whatever, so yeah, good to get your head shared and chat to people and see new cars and what people are working on. Good to see.
0: That is what it's all about. Like, yeah. I think one of the things we noticed there this time for Eurotrefin was like that. It was a bit like Casa Wellen, where once you get set up, you can speak to people. Yeah. Where the likes of Dub Shed and the bigger shows is just a whirlwind the whole time.
2: It's basically two 12 hour shift days. Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> Probably do more work than you do, or do there more there than you do in work.
2: Oh, absolutely not. if My boss is living. No, exactly. It's just testing. You there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that you then? Well, just one more thing to add. Just uh, if it's uh, about news, I started subscribing to Evil Magazine okay, a couple yeah. of months ago. Um, it's not news, but it's just it came in the post there a couple of days ago. Um, I, I, just, I just want to recommend the Evil Magazine. Um, I think the deals on it for six months, and I forget what it is, but it's very cheap. It's a wide uh, wide uh, range of types of cars from classics to retro to supercars reviews experiences trips stuff like that there the photos are just unreal the contributors on it like you have Henry Patchpole and Jethro Bovington um, writing on it just a quick recommendation if you guys are looking to subscribe the magazine and you're sort of looking something new Evil magazine definitely worth a worth a subscription
0: i'm a i'm huge media fan like print media to me is the be all end all and always will be you know you can have stuff online and it gets lost but there's nothing like having a copy of a magazine in your hand to actually sit and flick through and read and like i have like my big thing would be PVW, and i have like boxes of them stacked you know from right back from like i think the earliest consistently i have them is like 2005 and have a few Mm -hmm. before that kind of thing but It's just something that I've always enjoyed, and it's dying off, unfortunately. So it is good to support it, yeah.
2: Funny to say that. When you subscribe, you're given the digital and the physical post. I think you can can option it just for digital. Like I can get digital on my phone or my iPad, but I still choose to pick up the actual physical form.
0: Yeah, a bit bit like that myself.
2: That speaks volumes. There's nothing quite like holding a magazine in your hand.
0: I wonder, is that a thing for younger listeners? You know, you think that I see your son there, Jack, what 17 coming you know is, I've never
2: seen a magazine
0: yeah is, is having something in his hand like, you know, like a CD or a, like a hard copy of something as big a deal as it is for us to own something physical
2: yeah I don't know
0: that's weird like but, uh, we're definitely old No.
2: yeah of course absolutely <laughs> so yeah Evo magazine look it up there it's uh, recommended Nigel recommends
1: there you go
0: <laughs> stamp of approval
2: <laughs> don't, don't share me if you don't like it
0: <laughs> what about you like
1: um, well, not much really, considering we're back under house arrest once again. So what I'm focusing on at the moment is looking forward to things. As my granny says, once you get to a certain age, it's not the event or the, you know, the party or the trip or the whatever that's the most fun. It's the looking forward to of it. That's <laughs> the, <sounds anticipation>. <laughs> the anticipation. So, um... Look, luckily I have a few things to look forward to next weekend once we're out of lockdown um, we're going down to old school and new school down in Longford my car got accepted into it so
0: yep I'm heading down too I think there's a, a few of us heading down to, isn't there?
1: Yeah um, there's definitely six in our party going down and we've booked to stay over and stuff um, we're just doing
2: the whole stay over thing very good.
1: Oh yeah make a weekend of it might as well once we get out of isolation come on ahead Nigel, <laughs> for pints yeah. um then next month we're going over to Scotland for Clean Fest on the twelfth yeah. of September. Um so the car's in for that as well. So that'll be fun. And the other event that we're looking forward to, I think we're gonna talk about later on.
0: Later on, yes. Yeah, I think Nigel has that for news.
1: Um other yeah. than that, uh sitting in the house looking at pictures of GTNI mates and whatnot and <laughs> just quietly <laughs> seething to myself there's a meet on every wednesday night up at the outlet here local dos the um, classic meet the classic meet that's organized by helen from the vintage vehicles group and you're i've been do, wanting to be go to it for ages i've been saying we must go must go but usually in normal times i'm away for work and then we had a week off or i had a week off in july and i was planning to go on the wednesday evening and do you ever get when you're on holiday and you forget what day it is
0: Oh,
2: all the time Yeah.
1: And it was like 10 o'clock on Wednesday night And I went, oh fuck, it's Wednesday <laughs> I forgot to go then... you just give it
2: a big hom- Homer dough <laughs> Yep
1: <laughs> Then the week after that We were in fucking COVID lockdown for two weeks The following <laughs> Wednesday We were at a wedding And now this week and next week We're back in fucking lockdown again So, Delictal.
0: Raging the um you also did bring the jet out to a wedding.
1: Yes, I brought the jet out of the wedding. That was good.
0: Yeah, so shout out to Arn and MJ for getting married there well, this was out to be two weeks ago.
1: Yes, congratulations again folks. Um
0: Congrats, that was a, folks. That was a messy wedding, shall we say? Yes. At one point Nigel it was like the NICing kids table <laughs> towards the end of the night. Oh. There was a, good. Yeah, good? there was a lot of alcohol consumed. Um, Lots I'm of rabina. Pretty sure I done Lee says I done a drunken deal with Gavin Black for a ride for the Bora. You did. I haven't spoken to Gavin. I think you've been lucky
1: that Gavin has not remembered. Yeah,
0: I don't think he has remembered because I've been speaking to him all week. So um, <laughs> next
2: time you're drunk, get him a deal for Mark One Golf, would you? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what,
0: Gavin Black drunk is like a new man. It's fantastic. It's it's it should be experienced. At one point, he walked up to me and he says remember you hadn't met Drunk Gavin before? And he says, yeah, he, go, he just stuck his hand out and he says, nice to meet you. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and shout out to Marty Mim, who was a waiter at the table that night. Yes. I have never oh, seen... why did we smokes. not get a picture? I have never seen a guy that looks more like someone than this.
2: No, oh, jeepers. I'm sure he walked in and face-pammed.
0: Oh, yeah. It wasn't actually Marty, by the way. It was actually just somebody that was his absolute double.
2: Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, including the <laughs> just, height of him. <laughs> I thought Flip has a long way to
0: Marty to go, to go waiter. It is. <laughs> you see, you heard about the NIC kids table.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Myself then, I have actually haven't got the Bora back on the road yet. I was daily driving Lee's Jetta there for two weeks, and I will say, daily driving a 38-year-old car is actually 100%. Um. Yeah,
1: when you only have to drive six miles to work. No, but
0: like, I've went <laughs> everywhere else, in it. Like, I haven't got another car to drive, so if I want to go to KFC to go through the drive through have to go through that. It's fine. I'll tell you one thing. It does do. It is
1: fine for going through drive-throughs because although there's no power steering, it's tiny.
0: It's small, yeah.
1: Like I be, I'm more worried about taking the superb through a drive-through because it's fucking enormous. Yeah,
0: it's like a fucking like lorry. Yeah. Um. <laughs> one thing it does do it puts manners on you. You're not texting going down the road. You're concentrating on what you're doing. You're actually you're, driving. You're
2: driving. You're driving the car. Hundred percent.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, it would remind you of being on a bike on the road sometimes because you do feel so vulnerable compared to other cars and then larger vehicles obviously.
1: And the noise. Obviously. And the noise, yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's fun.
1: But yeah, that, that... And the wind because you always have the windows down because obviously there's no air con. Yeah, I like driving the windows down. <laughs> but it I is. hate it.
0: It's, uh, it's such a fun car to drive every day. What else? Yeah, I was, I've was. i been tinkering away at the Bora. I had a, Lee order me a set of circular pliers to rebuild the caliper I had mentioned on the last one. It's like a specific set that you need and of course took the two circlips out, put the first one back in, was putting the second one back in and the wee nipple and the end of it broke off and Q me being angry for about three hours I managed to get the circlip back in with two sets of, or like two fine screwdrivers which was uh, an experience I shall say but I got it done. So yeah, all in that. It
1: was funny those pliers though because we looked and looked and looked online for, they're like 90 degree bend with a really long nose. So yeah, like two inches or so. You can only get them in like off brand, you know, like non branded cheap dirt fucking yeah. tools. Stayed which from China. We've talked about before, off brand tools are not necessarily a bad thing. But in this case, they were cheap dirt. Yeah. But there is no, you know, you can't, Draper, Sealy, any of those, they, they don't they exist. Don't have them. It's very weird.
0: Yeah, we tried everywhere to get them and couldn't. So the fact that they broke didn't shock me. Um and
1: they're only twelve quid or something, so it's probably yeah. the end of the world, but
0: so yeah, there's that. Um what else did we do? Dad painted his pickup and I helped him reassemble that. That's been about it. Have you ever seen it? Nice, have you ever seen a pickup without the back bed on it?
1: They look really strange.
2: Yeah, I would see a few in the docks there, so
0: it it's weird. It looks like yeah. they look a,
1: like a lorry with no trailer on. Ah, uh, yeah.
0: It's it actually, just like yeah. nothing. It's like stumpy. Yeah. It dev looks weird. Um,
1: we used
2: to see the buses coming in for a right bus with just the chassis and steering
0: wheel. Oh. That's cool. Well, no body on them at all?
2: Nothing. Just the I mean, chassis and the steering wheel. It's yeah.
0: very Mad Max. Welded roll cage onto it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that, that's a bit as exciting as I've been this last while. Oh, do you have a callback, cool. though? Um. On the last episode, I had said about the gritters out spreading in the heat.
1: Oh, that's right, yeah. Oh, flip. Oh, And uh,
0: our friend uh, Grant Gilliland in <laughs> Scotland <laughs> We had actually, yeah. Lee had mentioned that the Gritters have names, and one of them was called Gritney Spears. And Grant messes us to say that he actually worked with Britney Spears, which made me laugh quite a lot. He says
2: that is absolutely hilarious. Like
0: I love the reach of the podcast. Sometimes like it just makes me laugh so <laughs> it's much. Just mental. He says, as a car enthusiast, I feel like this goes against my hobby, but it's paying for my hobby, so I'm okay with it. I work on the motorway M74 and we grit in the winter with the Reload famous Gritney Spears and he sent us a photo. Well, so He, he actually intense. sent an article to a Scottish, I think it was the Scottish Herald, have a list of all the names and there's I, I They're just, so funny. There's about 30 or 40 of them, so I picked out a few just to ream through here. So we have Grit Expectations, Gritalica, <laughs> we have Gritney Spears Han Snowloo <laughs> Luke Snowwalker uh, Mr. Plough which is a perfect Sw- Simpsons reference yes. I must add Simpsons, yeah. that's his name uh, Snowtrooper <laughs> Snokemon Go <laughs> Bell True Grit and oddly and someone definitely had a bad day name on this one Fred
2: <laughs> Fred <laughs> Somebody lost a their name in that Can one.
0: Kimmy Reckon to name that one he didn't want to play. Kevin, <laughs> we need you to name something. Give it a fantastic name. Fred, now fuck off.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, so that's that's a bit exciting as it's been with us folks. I
1: would call one um Santa's Little Helper.
0: Oh yes, another Simpsons I think that's reference. Good. I like it. That that's a good one. Uh, will we'll move on to the news then, folks.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: This episode is brought to you by Reload Global. Reload Global are an enthusiast-owned company providing with not only premium automotive apparel, but accessories such as garage banners, posters, stickers and air fresheners. They're Northern Ireland based, are an official stockist for 8380 Labs in the UK and Europe. They're currently having a sale with huge price drops across different items in the range with some t-shirts down as low as £18. So head over to Reload.Global to pick up a bargain. So as we all know, old and retro things are very much back in fashion Nigel will be glad to hear um, yes, yes, Nigel yes. is currently <laughs> the epitome of cool so in the automotive world there's nothing cooler at the minute than reviving an old name or an old body style and Lamborghini have jumped on this in a massive way now this kind of come out of nowhere and if you're listening to this you'll definitely have heard it by now and it's the return of the Countach, so have you guys seen this?
1: Yeah yeah, I've
2: seen, I've seen the pictures. What was
0: your initial reactions with it? blow me away
1: I like the back
0: the back's what got me yeah, yeah. I agree with you Nigel I was a bit underwhelmed with it it's
2: but I think so many supercars have been put out in the last decade that you have to just go absolutely bonkers like the Valkyrie to make people pay any attention to them
0: that's it and like Lamborghini are known for being over the top you look at the original Countach and at the same time in around that era was the, the Diablo and it was like literally someone drew them with a ruler but it was massive angles and big wings and silly doors.
1: I think the Countach didn't age well, but I think the Diablo still looks alright.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That was the one thing I. You're saying Nigel about it not being over the top. I. The first thing I looked for was the spoiler, and there wasn't the spoiler. I was like, Yeah. Where to go? Lee mentioned there the back end looks nice. Mm-hmm. I think it does. They've actually captured the shape of the tail lights very well.
1: Yeah.
2: I wonder how the engineers got priority in the development of this.
0: You might find that because it is the engineering behind it. As everything with Lamborghini will be absolutely insane. Um, they've went for an NA V twelve, which is backed up by a uh, electric motor, forty eight volt motor. So the V the V twelve on its own is seven hundred and sixty nine nice horsepower. <laughs> And a 34-horsepower motor, so it takes it a, a total of 803. Oh,
2: see, see, See Lamborghini and Ferrari. See these hybrid cars. They might as well stick a flipping A4 solar panel. Oh, yeah. Because these electric motors, they're just a token gesture to get them past EU regulations. Oh, oh, that's 100%, yeah. Like, it's just a pile of bollocks. 97% <laughs> of our vehicles are <laughs> EVs. Yeah. Somebody
0: stuck a 9-volt battery out of a, a smoke alarm yeah. into it.
2: It's um, like I put a Casio with a solar strip on it, you know, pretty much. Calculator.
0: Here, <laughs> one of the first time manufacturers have done something silly to get around it. Yeah. Um, just the
2: word, the word hybrid takes a piss when these guys of supercars talk about it. It's just ridiculous. I, th-
0: I think it kind of confuses a lot of people too in the end because nobody really knows where you know hybrid means so many different things. Nothing standardised uh,
2: here. If it means the survival of the V12, then so be it. Well, that's yeah. it,
0: yeah. Like, how many other manufacturers out there sticking V12s into new cars? Yeah. Um, now, they are doing a limited yeah, run on this. Definitely
2: not bloody Volkswagen, anyway. Oh, that's tell me about soft. it.
0: Everything's... I, I would kill floors, you. From, floors and rainbows now. Give me back a V6, never mind if, Well, I was going to say, at this <laughs> stage, it would take a, an n 4 cylinder turbo. Oh, that's sad, the way it's going. So, they're making 112 of these, and they're going to be coming in around 1.7 million, so... As much as we will cry about them not being 100% true to the old Countach and many others will, we're not the target market for it because I believe most of them are sold already.
2: Collector's cars.
0: That's it, yeah. Um.
2: Or, inf- or influencers that put stupid wraps on drive right around LA.
0: Oh, tell me whether I hate that shit. Um, <laughs> the, the side profile, I think, is the worst of it. The Dunaway, like the NACA duct on the, on the quarter panel which led into the door is now just like a massive triangle. There's no kind of shape to it front end's not bad but the back end's definitely where they got it but it'd be interesting to see Does one of those influencers you mentioned Nigel stick like a like a modern version of the spoiler on it because it was always the yeah. spoiler for me that did it it mm-hmm. was like that thing's insane
2: I'm actually looking at a photo here of the two side by side you know it's like a press release photo uh-huh. and the Kuntash in the background doesn't have the spoiler
0: I've used the one without it yeah yeah um, I think actually the winner was optional to be fair to them, but it definitely made it for me. Is, the, is it actually, does it look like a render, or is it the two cars actually there? Uh,
2: it's sort of, it's digital photography of some Aye. sort, I of think.
0: I'm just wondering what they're like in proportion to each other, you know, obviously well, modern cars are like, a lot bigger.
2: It's like Father It's like Father Dougal looking at the sheep in the distance in the window.
0: Oh really? One's ah, fair like, enough.
2: One's very far away.
0: <laughs> You'll not see then.
1: Well, speaking of Lamborghini, I have one here about An old Lamborghini, uh, a Mura. Yes. 1971, I want to say. It was originally bought by a wealthy Iranian family and shipped over to the west coast of America where the first owner's 19-year-old daughter fell head over heels in love with it and started using it to drive to college. Of course she did, yeah. Then, unfortunately, she crashed it and it went into storage for 30-odd years. Anyway, to cut a long story short... A body shop guy has now got it back out and restored it. Now, luckily, um, somebody had some new old stock parts somewhere and so they were able to fix the front end damage. And it's actually up for auction this weekend at Sotheby's, but it's bare metal. That's weird. So it's, yeah, bare they've metal. taken all the paint off. Um, It looks amazing. So I think the point of the bare metal is to show like how original... And how unmolested it is. It only has something like, I can't remember how many miles on the clock, but it's like very few. Uh-huh. And uh, so the every, all the websites that it's on, all the, you know, Top Gear and stuff are all talking about, oh, what would you do with it? Would you, you know, would you paint it? Would you leave it as it is? I would leave it as it is. It looks fucking class. The
0: mirror is a beautiful <laughs> looking car. Yeah. it's.
1: I've always loved the idea of having a bare metal car, you know, like a DeLorean, like that's the classic yeah. example. But with a modern car, you couldn't do it because there's too much plastic bumpers and things on them. But on an old car like that, where it literally is all metal, it looks
0: stunning. Do you guys remember the guy in PVW? Um, I think he trades under Odds Autos, and he built a few. He built the Shorty Mark II Golf and the Shorty Beetle. Yeah. Do you remember it, Nigel? Yeah, he, yeah I've
1: seen the BW
2: Action, the Beetle.
0: He done, I love the Beetle, the yellow one. He done a bare metal Corrado. Did you guys see it?
1: Yeah, I do remember uh, that. Don't don't remember that one a, Man,
2: so
0: uh, that's strange. It actually looked really well. It was a bare metal Corrado, and then he'd done the bumpers. He remade the bumpers in metal, and the back bumper, obviously, as well, and any of the plastic items on it. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, bare metal, those two. And it looks so good, so I can see where Lee's coming from with it.
1: 16,000 miles, by the way. 16,000. Um. So, yeah, it's actually going for auction this weekend, so by the time this comes out... It- That'll be a ridiculous sold price.
0: That's that's an odd one, though, as you say, because it is damaged and it's not original either. You know, a lot of those collectors and things are looking original, this, original, that. Yeah, at least to show me there, that looks unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> like an upmarket DeLorean.
2: Great
0: is. Want to go, Nigel? Yeah, um, news
2: came out this week, well, be, we were bu- The episode about a week later, but... That Honda or Acura, whatever you want to look at, or bringing back the Integra in twenty
0: twenty two. Yes, I seen they, that.
2: Um, they announced it alongside the launch of the NSX Type S. Um, so, if you're into sports cars or 90s sports cars, J- JDM stuff, you can't look past the um, last of the Integras. Just a fantastic car. It was built. The last uh, mark was 97 to 2006.
1: Is that
0: DC five? DC five. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What, was that DC5? Yeah.
0: What, what what makes me feel really strange about that is I think of a DC5 as a modern car. You know, yeah. like, if I see a DC5 I think it's a fairly modern Honda and then you look and go, that hasn't been oh, made no, in 15 years. <laughs> um, I think the reason for that though is mainly because they were import only in this country. You know, so it took yeah. a while for them to try to trickle down here. I love DC5s. Oh, me too.
1: I w- could take or leave a DC2, I'm not that fussed on them. But the DC5s are lovely.
2: Yeah, I think I think we got, that, was, that would have been the fourth gen, the DC5, would it? I
0: think so. Some Honda head will be screaming at us that we're wrong, but I think yeah. you're right, yeah.
2: So to break them down, basically, Kraken VTech engine with a sky-high to the moon limiter, functioning arrow, lightweight wheels, lightweight, lightweight panels, light glass, no sound deadening, no aircon, dialed-in chassis with good suspension, great handling, and just... Anybody that drove them,
0: just absolutely read review about them. I so, think uh, in the DC-5s anyway, they had like, they kind of came I think with like the JDM version of the Civic Type R, so it had uh, they came with an LSD that's slightly more power as well but for all intents and purposes, bar a few upgrades, they were essentially a Civic Type R in address, very much like yeah. Volkswagen did with the Sirocco versus the Mark 5 slash 6 Golf.
2: Um, just to finish up on it, um, John Akita, who's the Cura VP, he basically came out with a statement and filled the same Integra. The Integra is turning to the Cura lineup, with the same fun to drive spirit and DNA of the original. Fulfilling uh, our commitment, the precision crafted performance in every way, design, performance, a new world driving experience. Wouldn't it be great if the head guy at Volkswagen came out with a statement like that? It, it would be nice. <laughs>
0: It'd be, it would be lovely. Um, but,
2: just to air a caution here, this is the US market we're talking about, whether this will come worldwide yeah. or not shouldn't it be seen if the you have the way probably not
0: it does make sense though for the likes of honda to do it if they take the approach of the dc5 and make it as a basically a reshelled you know civic type r essentially because that new civic type r you're sitting there with a two liter turbo um 350 horsepower car that performs exceptionally well you know so if you can take that into a different body style which is more sleek and attracts a different market to people who maybe weren't fussed on the Civic Type R if not no. only just for the fact that it was a four-door, it makes sense to open that market up but also your savings that you have from using the same technology, it's already there plus it's already vastly more tunable being a turbo as well
2: Interesting to see, there's some rendering photos out of it and it looks, I have to say it looks really sharp, it's very cutting edges, you know sharp designs, stuff like that
0: you can but see the lines. It's,
2: it's, it's not, it's not civic. It's not full civic Type R with 15 foot wings and stuff like that. But
0: no, the front end has the sort of same design language as the new Type R NSX. I thought it looked kind yeah. of like that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're obviously going yeah. for like a brand style, but I think it looks good. Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah, look forward to it.
1: My next one. I feel like a lot of the things that I report on recently have been. Um, cars going to auction for silly prices.
0: I think we've uh, a lot of that in this last one. <laughs>
1: here we are. Here we are again. So We're not escaping it are we? It was only back in May that I talked about the Mitsubishi Heritage fleet going up for auction and That's we right. talked about um, in particular the Tommy Mackinnon Evo that went for a record breaking 100k uh, It's just been broken that record by chassis number one Tommy Mackinnon edition Evo Of course. Which went for a hundred and forty What? Uh yeah. So is it's this, only <clears throat>
0: has this been a used car or is this another showpiece?
1: It's eleven thousand miles from new. Um. Been good to me. Yeah. And only two two previous owners. The pictures, it looks it's gorgeous like that. I, I like those. That shape of vivo anyway. But there was only two hundred and fifty Tommy Mackin editions in the UK to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and only 50 were red. This one is red. And uh, it's chassis number one just sold there in the week. Crazy, crazy, crazy. crazy.
0: It's funny, I remember there being Tommy Mackin and an Evo's kicking around Lurgan as well. Yeah. I think Chris Gray's brother had one. Um, they come in like a blue, like a pur- like a purpley blue colour? Like they weren't a massively expensive car back then, the same way most import. Japanese stuff was, and then mm-hmm. you see stuff like that. Albeit the fact, yes, that is chassis number one essentially, but you know, it's mad to think that it's also sad that it's less accessible for people, too.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll post some pictures of this one. Well, I mean, I assume people know what a Tommy McElan Evo looks like now, but this one in particular is pretty, pretty snazzy,
2: pretty nice <laughs> to summarize. We're living in crazy times,
0: we are indeed. I never mind Covid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the re- the paint is called Passion Red Passion by the way. <laughs> Red, there you go You Any more Nigel?
2: Yes, absolutely, great news Here it is, Titanic Dobsgate has been released Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Here we go, Um, 25th of September We're holding it Saturday the 25th of December Dry dock as September. usual it's
1: September September
2: Sep-member. Sep-member. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll not talk about that uh, So If you're bringing a car along, there's no pre-entry um, it's 9 a.m. gates open, uh, gates closed at 11. Spectators in, uh, 11 to 4 p.m. It's £10 per person, under 12 free. It's open to all VAG cars, BMW, Porsche and Mercedes. If you have any inquiries, which I don't think you should, it's pretty explanatory what I've just said there, um, email events at gkni.com. It's always a great event, great location, super chill, um, come along and have some fun. And, and drink yeah, some Prosecco
1: did. like I did last year Oh that's right oh, I yes. forgot
2: that They have a bar now like, That's right yeah we, we made a big deal about there being a bar at Europe heaven, But when we announced that we forgot that Titanic Dubs are all, that there was a bar anyway
1: <laughs> I don't think we knew about that before we arrived
0: <laughs> Can I Can I just yeah. correct you on something there as well You did say that All the information was there So you shouldn't need to contact us for anything Now you know right. that that will happen
2: when, when's the show, mate? When's the what show, mate? How do I enter?
0: Can I put, here, tell me this. If I put a Volkswagen badge on my non Volkswagen, can I get in?
1: Ha ha ha. Do, I, you know uh, what, guys?
2: i am going to take a few minutes to laugh at that one. Please. How,
0: how many times have you heard that? Probably five or six this week, I'm sure. Yep.
1: <laughs> but you know what? It's not just us because I was looking at, or I was scrolling through Instagram the other day. And CleanFest had put up a poster of, for their show in September. Uh-huh. And the poster is literally a picture of a car and it says, CleanFest, the dates and the venue. Like, it's just a big, that's it. Yeah. And the first comment, what date?
0: What date? Yeah. Do you, know what, <laughs> do you know what it is? There's people out there maybe thinking, oh, we're slobbering about people or giving off. I reckon honestly, honestly, like our listeners are not the people that are messing us about nope. these things. Are-
2: our listeners are with the highest intelligence. So I could would not doubt them. Pat
0: yourselves on the back because I know I know who <laughs> listens to this. I've I know who I know who messages the page and I don't see the same names on the other pages, so well done to you guys. Yeah. And please come along. Come for the crack. Yeah.
2: I can't wait. Come along. We'll be there. Having fun. Not stressing
0: out. Now is gonna do the sun dance, it'll be good weather.
1: No stress. Yes. No covid. All good. A few drinks yes. for Lee. Let's do yes. it.
0: Let's I love to drive the car sh- home.
1: <laughs> it's a season closer. Let's do it.
0: It is. And funny, I, again, Nigel, I think we've glossed over a lot of the GTNI stuff in this, mainly because I think we always feel like you don't want to get bogged down, you know, telling the same things over and over and over. But Titanic Dubs is one of those shows that you guys put on in the early days. It was a chance happening that you could do it, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's set around the dry dock well, where the Titanic what, 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 was actually what, built for anybody that doesn't know, you know or hasn't been to it. Yeah,
2: so your £10 gets you into the actual dry dock, which you had to pay for anyway, so yeah, you're so getting into enter your car into a show, plus you're getting free entry into a facility you'd normally pay into. So it's probably one of the most
1: interesting venues for a car show, it, certainly yeah. in this country or in the UK, I would say.
2: What blows me away is at the very end of the dock there when you're parked up, the view over the whole dock. Class. It's
1: remember
0: the photo I took of a few of our cars together years ago? Yeah, I always yeah. like that didn't have my car in it funny because it wasn't I'm finished. actually
2: i'm gonna use that on social media this week actually because i saved it the other day because it came up in i, I have it lined <laughs> up for it don't worry <laughs> oh there you go happy days
0: happy days oh dear yeah so it's good to see a few more shows on the back off the back of that by the time this goes out it'll be over but i believe db Daily's are doing their show tomorrow which is sunday um yeah
2: indeed.
0: and what else have we got coming up old school new school at least spoke school, about earlier. School.
1: yeah but uh, as spectators it's tick- it. I was going to say it's tickets only, so...
0: Um, I think that's it locally that we know of anyway, isn't it? I think so.
2: Right?
0: Yeah, if there's anything else anybody knows of that's happening, give us a shout and we'll let you know because we'll always promote other people's shows and it's yeah. good to get people out and about and doing things. Off the back of that then, folks, will we uh, move on to YouTube?
1: I have more news. Have you news? I thought yeah. you said you had one more. No. <laughs> Calm down, Connor. Calm down. <laughs> what? I have two more. Two more? Well yeah. then, hurry up. Well... I'll only do one. No, you're No, it's fine. I'll just do the one. So I'm going to start this off and it may not sound car related, but you'll, I'll get there. Okay. So nameberry have released the top 50 girls and boys, baby names of 2021. Right. And it's funny. I was reading down through the list and there's a, a lot of, uh, not saying weird names, but they're kind of weird to me. Oh, they're weird. And, uh, There's a lot of like what I would consider old people names like coming back into fashion again. Yeah. So like when I was younger and I was at school, I think all of our names were like quite like my name was probably the weirdest name because it's kind of a boy's name.
0: It's definitely a boy's name.
1: But, you know, we had a lot of Christopher's and Mark and Sarah and Emma and just you'd think kind of normal names. But there's a lot on this list of like number 39, Edith, number 36, Mabel. You know, Beatrice, Margot, yeah, which all you'd think is kind of older names, but they're nice. Um, but the reason I bring it up is because, well, depending on which list you read, it's either twenty fourth or twenty third most popular girl's name in the UK in twenty twenty one. Nova. Nova. Nova.
0: <laughs> why? I love it. <laughs> it's like a fleet of ladies have uh, decided to name their children.
1: The the hippies are taking over. That's why. <laughs>
2: No was no was a star,
1: isn't it? It is, yeah. Yes, it's so, a technically a celestial, celestial body, thing.
2: Yeah, but uh, spiritual, spiritual dude.
1: To me, it'll always be a small, late eighties, early nineties rusty, ha- rusty hatchback. Rusty <laughs> hatchback. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I just thought that was interesting.
2: There you go. Class.
0: You got anything else? No. As uh, so will we now move on to the YouTube then? Yes. Nigel, you're okay. the YouTube king. What have you got for us?
2: Yeah, the first one would be uh great channel, as Hennigan, and I think they have actually separated their channels out. Autofocus channel, isn't it? Yes, no? Laurie oh, Chen runs it. So he's going around garages, basically visiting real special garages. So he was uh, up in Jamie Orr's neck of the woods and called in on his way to get a plane. So it was a sort of rushed visit anyway. But no, it was good to see um, Jamie Orr on the Hennigan channel getting recognized for being the VW guy that he is, so that went around and looked, looked through a few cars and uh, various projects. About 20 minute video and looked around at all those projects. The Mark 1 City Golf for the R36 conversion, isn't it?
0: It is, yeah, the 3.6 yeah. into the, the South African Mark 1.
2: Yeah, and then the South American. What was the pickup, the white pickup we built in South America? I think it's pronounced Saviero.
0: Um they were um, like yeah, they're um, like a South American, Brazilian type market. A bit like the old Caddies, but based I think on the Oh, Savannah, I think. But yeah, yeah a model cool. that we don't get.
2: Yeah. Just all all, all is cool. we imported cars and projects through his various um collabs of Volkswagen or whatever else, different brands. And and in, in the guys was his latest work that he's doing with Volkswagen, so I think he had an Atlas or something, and then the Mark 8 GTI.
0: Yes, so yeah. Volkswagen have the Atlas in the States, and this is an Atlas Cross Sport, which is like a slightly yeah. smaller, sportier version. So,
2: he's getting to play with them. Um, how could we climb minutes get lost in cool stuff, for yeah,
0: so you. Yeah, i seen, I seen Jamie sharing that, and I'd heard of Autofocus from Hoonigan, but never watched it, and I watched it because I wanted to see what he was up to. Um really enjoyed the videos, you say, seeing um, the Atlas Crossport with the Golf R engine that they built as a promo vehicle for Volkswagen.
2: The, the, these style of videos are more like vlogs than properly produced videos, so they're just sort of on the spot, you know, down around the garage. So The
0: attention to detail on it is fantastic. Really, really nice little touches on it. Kind of shows okay, the, well. the in-behind-the-scenes of those, like, demo vehicles that aren't totally finished here and there as well, which is interesting. Um, yeah. Then I actually watch, because obviously I'm stuck at home, more of the autofocus stuff. Larry Chen does one with a guy who has like an Alpha Spider, like a 70s Alpha Spider on air suspension and three-piece Jeep wheels and things like that. Really, really nice car. Um, a car I wasn't aware of before. I'd never seen one before, but they're really, really tidy. This guy done a really nice job on it. As you say, though, it's it's very much kind of like what we did with the... um. The lockdown logs, you know, talk me around yeah. your car, that, that kind of style. Um, uh,
2: it's it's, blo- it's bloggy style stuff. You know, it's yeah. not a big high-end production. It's just, we're calling in here, have a dand around chat with somebody,
0: but It's refreshing to it? see the likes of that with a high-end cars, nice. Yeah.
2: But that's, uh, you know, there's a time and a place for cinemat- cinematics type stuff and, you know, all that sort of B-roll stuff, but people want to talk to the folks and hear the story, hear the story it. of the car.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. My first one then is... Uh, donut Media, we've talked before plenty of times about the different things that Donut do um, do you guys watch the high-low series before with the 350z no, yeah So coilovers,
1: the weighties,
0: that sort
2: of thing I'm yeah, like.
0: so they take two dental cars and they buy like an expensive set of coilovers for one, cheap for the other and one's called the high car and the other car's the low car obviously for the cost it gets and they compare high versus low back to back with each uh, they compare them at the very end overall and they compare each modification as they go. So this is Series 2 and they've got Toyota Tacomas and they're kind of going the opposite way, lifting it um, bigger off-road tires, Overland style. Very, very interesting to see back-to-back because there's a lot of stuff that you think, yeah, that should blow that out of the water and it really doesn't or vice versa. So it's it's well done. It's donut media. It's kind of childish and comedic at times. But yeah, no, it's, it's an interesting watch. Just recommend checking that out.
2: Just, just a quick one for me. It was more of a recommendation. We talked about ordering parts from Autodot online and and the good service and stuff like that there. Well, just uh, a quick sub note about it is that they actually do. They have their own auto. They have their own YouTube channel, right? And it's basically guides. If you search on YouTube for I don't know, fit rear. I was actually when I was going to fit the spring on the wife's Car, I YouTube it, and Dot came up, and I looked on their channel, and they have guides for lots and lots of German and other brands' stuff. And it's just basically a guy in a workshop with tools showing you how you do this, and then a mm. link to buy the part. So they were working hand in hand with their online store to make it more appealing to the DIY mechanic but it's not that daunting. Here's how you do it. Here's uh- what
0: do. That's that's smart, so, yeah. Uh, I've actually used a lot of those kind of channels myself, like rebuilding that caliper. Yeah. There's a guy who does all the caliper rebuilds, and he talks you through it. So yeah. it does as a big help when you're doing the likes of that. Even if you just sort of yeah. like if you know roughly how it goes, but sometimes as wee things here and there, that you might mess. It makes life that wee bit easier. It's good to know those.
2: No, they're they're very well shot, self explanatory. Here's you know all the angles and bolts or tools you need. Here's the bolt you're taking off. Here's your next step by step. Simple, good videos, if you're stuck with how to fix things or fit parts, it's good.
0: Especially, yeah, if you are buying the parts yourself from them, the chances are you're going to give it a go yourself.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: My next one then is, I think you have this one too, Nigel, is Bad Obsession Motorsports, latest Project Binky installment. Absolutely. Great So see. Binky Seven is, years
2: in the making, isn't
0: it? Yeah. It was actually about two, <laughs> two, two years ago. I started watching it, I think they were on episode 25 or so, and I laughed at myself because I thought, oh, all these people have waited four or five years for this build. I'm going to jump on at the end and get it all out of my system. (laughs) And now two years later, I'm sitting the same as everybody else and still not finished. So where it leaves off, obviously, yes, the engine is in. The what baffles me is everything's so tight the tolerances in that car because obviously it's sleek, a four wheel drive running gear and engine going into a classic mini, but the order that they have to put things in so like they can't put uh say certain brake lines in without this fuel line being in or, and I just keep looking at it going if something fails in that you're gonna to have to break down the entire car to replace any part.
2: The reverse engineering is quite spectacular. It is
0: yeah mm-hmm. two very very smart guys and like again really well shot I enjoy the humour it's very like Monty oh, Python you know yeah, 70s absolutely. British comedy type stuff it's uh, it's, you, not,
2: it's not just a guy going and we fitted this then and we done this no narration over the top of it just makes it hilarious that's
0: the dry humour I think in one of the previous episodes they were talking about 3D printing the arches and they would said um, you know obviously 3D printing leaves like the lines across it so it needs finished off by hand and who doesn't from time to time and it just moves on <laughs> You're like fantastic um, yeah I had that um, and then off the back of watching that they have two other series called the S-Cargo, which is their basically it's a library bus they convert into a race van and they have Bargain Racement which is where they took a Citroen C1 and turned it into a race car for a specific series um, I'll not go into too much detail on them because there's a lot on them but I had sort of avoided them because I just thought I like Binky and that'll do kind of thing but I really regret not having watched them but in this time where I've been trapped in the house I watched both series and over the course of two days which is I think pretty much works out about 10 hours each. <laughs> yeah. So no, that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you got there?
2: My last one then is basically a Pissing Heads video. It was part of the, the of a good series of videos called Rise and Drive It's is basically getting up early finding good roads um, with a certain car. I didn't even know so, Heads had a, a YouTube channel. Yeah, I've watched a few before. It. I'm spread before, but yeah, between Population and Pistonheads, there's some good videos out right there. they done a B7 RS4 event, as you know, I'm a big event fan. I think it's a 50 minute video. I forget where they shot it, some scenic roads. Great cinematography, just talking about the car, its development, you know, how it came to be, Celebrating the engine, the fact the engine was used in the um, R8 at the same time. It's just good video, and of ten recommend.
0: Yeah. It sort of goes to show. I think it is based England, is it? Yeah, yeah. So it's showcasing a lot of like local roads there. People maybe find and go out and drive themselves too, which is good.
2: Yeah, it's a good wee video. Check it out if you can. I have a series of them and I've watched a few. them, They're pretty cool.
0: Working your way through them.
2: Yeah, the last few months I've had to hunker down on YouTube, you know. I, I know, tell me
0: about it. <laughs> um, my last one then is, we've talked before about Mike from Stanceworks. He's building the Time Attack Ferrari. So
2: The attention to detail and the work he's doing that is absolutely insane. It
0: is. He keeps apologizing for like, yeah, we're still on control arms. You know, I'm sorry. And I'm like, keep building, mate. I'm enjoying this. Keep her lit. Yeah. I, that's not actually what I want to talk about. Um, it's more something he shared on his social media page about a friend of his. Did you guys see the accident that happened to friend Evan? No. Um, so the reason I want oh, to bring this up is actually. Sorry. Yes, wh- I think I did.
2: Actually, yes.
0: Yeah. So the reason I want to bring this up is because this literally could happen to anybody. So he had put up, he had started a GoFundMe, and he said, "Look, if you can't, obviously if you can't donate, please share. You know, someone might be able to." But Evan Brown, who is item B on Instagram. I think he's big uh, BMW guy. He does a lot of stuff with the E36 BMWs, but he was working underneath his own car on axle stands. He had the front end up lying underneath it, yeah. and the car fell off on top of him. So not what you would imagine in the case of, like, it wasn't supported properly or the axle stands failed, like we talked about with the Harbour Freight ones, the recalls, but it was actually a loose starter wire arced and kicked the starter over. Oh, and shit, being rear-wheel drive with the back wheels on the ground, it drove the car off the axle stands on top of him. Holy fuck. Yeah, so I think he's like...
2: that's, a, that's a, That sounds like some very final destination.
0: It is, yeah. Um, I think he's two broken vertebrae, broken ribs, his pelvis is broken, he's pretty bad shape. Um, really sure. I We we were talking about this in work, I think, when it happened, and the guys were saying, you know, like, you look at the Haynes, yeah. Haynes manual, and it'll the first thing it says is, disconnect the battery even if you're just, like, doing the washer fluid kind of thing, but no one does. Like, how many no, times do you put in a never. car and axle stands, you know, to do that? You don't, but it just goes to show you that that can happen and it's a sad, serious, morbid thing to talk about, but it's good to raise awareness for people because, like, most of our listeners, if not all of them, will attempt to do stuff to the car and at the very least, the first thing you do is pull the wheels off something, you throw an axle stand under, it and you think you're safe, but obviously not. So be safe out there, folks, and just... Think yeah well the that? most
1: common thing you would think of is make sure it's placed correctly sitting flat the pins through don't use ratchet axle stands because nope. oh. don't trust them
0: <laughs> um i
1: i would never even have thought of that
0: yeah so yeah starter kicked over and drove Talking the car out. off
2: it
1: scary I have, times.
0: i
2: find myself underneath the car sometimes and just go mm, i'll maybe stick another axle stand or i'll do this because you have an old you, wheelie you you throw it under the sill yeah, you try to rush things sometimes, but then you kind of think yourself, "What if?" You yeah, know, if And
0: it's it's a freak accident, but it does happen. So say, uh, just yeah. watch yourselves, folks.
1: Well, I now do have a YouTube because I thought you were going to have this on your list because you showed it to me the other day. so right. I'll bring it up if you're not going to go for it. Uh, the F1 channel.
0: Oh yes, that's right. Yeah,
1: I didn't even know there was such a thing. Why would I have? Because. I've watched one Formula One race and now I consider myself an expert. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> As um, does a lot of people now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's loads of stuff on there. don't know why I didn't think, of course, Formula One would have their own channel, but... Um, Is it behind the scenes or... Yeah, was the there was a couple or? of videos we watched of, you know, the big crash that happened. Um,
0: the Silverstone crash? The Silverstone. And then Hungary.
1: Hungry was the one where I Bought didn't us. watch it, but Bottas basically <laughs> fucked the whole
0: he went bowling
1: thing. <laughs> <laughs> but they had a video then of all the you know the drivers in car cams of the, and you their could hear reactions to it. The them talking back to their pit crew about what was happening. And it was interesting. But they also have a wee series on it called Grill the Grid, which is where the it's like a ongoing thing throughout the year, and it's like. It's so basically like, like a pub quiz for the drivers, and they have a league table. And uh, Vettel is a nerd.
2: Yeah, he named <laughs> every Formula One. Funny, I've seen the, I've seen the memes online. No,
0: that's, what, that's,
2: well, that's
1: how I found it, yeah. I follow that F1 troll page on Instagram now, and there's some funny memes oh, on brilliant. it. But some oh, of them, brilliant. I wouldn't have understood what they meant if I hadn't watched this grill yeah. the grid. But Vettel, like, <laughs> I don't know what he he must have no life he just lies in bed looking at ex-Formula 1 winners he named every Formula 1 champion back to 1950
0: yeah and it was actually (laughs) Daniel Ricciardo said at one point he was like Vettel, little he says you know he's an absolute nerd and he did
1: (laughs) but yeah yeah, there's actually
0: there's loads of it like there's a lot of behind the scenes and like we're probably talking about this and people have watched this channel for years yeah and
1: they're going welcome to the party guys
0: yeah Um, but there's like crash analysis and talking about how Formula One cars are made up. You know, Um we have a few design engineers for F1 as listeners. Again, they're probably screaming at this going "You're well behind the times. But <laughs> it is, it's, it's interesting. Um It's one of those things if you go on on the TV, you can kind of go into like different sections within the okay. channel. So there's like pretty much something for everybody on it. Yeah. That lesson. Mm
1: hmm. Before we move on to the questions, I'd like to take a moment to talk about our sponsor, Studio 10 Bespoke Car Care. Studio 10 are a car care business located in Ballymena, Northern Ireland. Robin specialises in vehicle detailing, paintwork correction and ceramic coatings. Studio 10 are the only Vinci approved detailer based in Northern Ireland and are proud to have many years experience in the automotive industry. Studio 10 also offer an online training programme, Foundation Pro, this training programme is designed for those who want to improve their current skill set, whether that be to detail their own vehicle to a much higher level, or if they're considering starting their own valuing business. The course also features many other benefits, such as discount codes for various detailing companies, and much more. To view all their detailing packages, training courses, and obtain details on all the services they provide, visit the website at studio10car.care or simply Google Studio 10. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at Studio 10 Detailing. They're also running an exclusive offer for Reload Podcast listeners. When selecting the Foundation Pro course, use the code RELOADPODCAST at the checkout to get £100 off your purchase.
0: Yeah, so at the start of the episode then, we said we're going to spend a bit of time with you guys and the questions you'd sent in just sort of catch up because obviously we're building up. So without further ado, we will go for that. So... um. Starting off, straight from Canada, FF Metalworks, Dennis. Now, these are from the last time we were in uh, isolation. He <laughs> says, Connor, how was house arrest? Lee, glad you're feeling better. I think we can reverse the names on those now <laughs> for that.
1: Thank you, Dennis. <laughs> um,
0: Nigel, you're on my shit list. I think he blamed oh, thanks, you for... Dennis. You're thanks, prob- Dennis. Thanks, You're probably off of it now. It's not <laughs> your fault I'm sick. <laughs> um, another one from Dennis, he says, what's the dumbest single vehicle accessory you've ever seen?
2: Uh, I, I have two. I have two. Go for it. Turbo whistle attachment in your exhaust.
0: Yes, that's <laughs> a good one.
2: I um, like that. Eyelashes for headlights. Oh my god!
0: Here oh, you're... do you remember those? I think you've blew us out of the water. Yeah, and then you used to get thank the, you. the thank, crystal. Thank eye- you and good night. The crystal <laughs> eyeliner you used to get from underneath the lights as well. Sadly, I worked at a giant automotive establishment, uh, a high street store, and we sold those. It killed me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds
2: that sounds like Balfords. It does. It rhymes with Balfords. That's, Here, I I can name an OEM single most stupid accessory. Oh, I think I know man, what it is. From a manufacturer, is right? It, going ahead, is, and it Vols,
0: is it Volkswagen? Yes. Is it the Beetle? Yes. It's the flower in the, the dash. Flower? Yeah. Yes. The flower. <laughs> it's the flower in the dash, which has a part number. Um, mm. mine for me, any aftermarket cup holders. I've never seen an aftermarket cup holder that didn't lash hot coffee around you.
1: I have my wee cup holder phone holder and it's great.
0: I bet you it's I crap. love it. It's not? Not a sense.
1: It's the best thing ever. Oh no, that's a phone holder. It's a phone holder. I'm about anything that actually holder.
0: holds a cup of coffee or like a mug or... Do you a... remember
1: the ones that you used to put in your air vents and it was supposed to keep your drink cold because the air con would... Yeah. Look? Yeah. And
0: then you accelerate and it comes off and drowns you.
1: I never... I don't like clipping anything into yeah. air vents. It just doesn't ever seem like a good idea.
0: No,
2: no, definitely I not. I think uh, so, some of the silliest accessories you'll ever see is in the big, uh, massive JDM like saloons. You know the LS cars? Oh, yeah. They seem to just absolutely fire accessories into them.
0: Yeah, like the VIP type stuff? Yeah, the VIP cars. I yeah. know.
1: Some of the worst, best accessories I think you'll ever see is in the world of lorries.
0: Oh, yeah. The boys <laughs> love a good set of tassels on anything, like don't they? <laughs>
1: Tassels and tang spec. What yep. do you call that? You would have above your window like swags, uh, um, like a valance, like a, a pelmet, <laughs> and lights, and neon lights, and strip lights, and I'm little convinced. banners, and all different countries. And then you can have all sorts of stuff to plug into your 24 volt adapter, like kettles and toasters, and just everything.
2: Yeah, but they have to attract the women into the cabin, so this is their form of peacocking. What What women in the track? Ni- ni-
1: <laughs> 90-year-old grannies?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. Um, mm, okay. Another one from Dennis then, and he says ever look at a vehicle or manufacturer and ask, what is the point of you existing? Yes.
1: Mitsubishi the... after the late 2000s.
0: <laughs> oh Yeah, very true.
2: The reintroduction of the MG brand. Oh my god, yeah. Some turds won't flush.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I, I thought we got rid of MG for good. <laughs> oh, oh um, on oh, well, speaking of MG Rover, I had the Range Rover Evoke Cabriolet. Just when you thought the Range Rover Evoke wasn't pointless enough, you can spend 15 grand more and get one without a roof and less space in it. <clears throat>
2: There's uh, lots of know, weird cabriolets.
0: Uh, a T Rock Cabriolet, oh, oh, yeah.
2: No. I just looked at it and I went, That is pure crap.
0: Yeah, why? And then the but other here, one,
2: there must be, there must be selling. Them, so well,
0: that's whatever. it. The evokes the same. You're bound to see them out in the road too, Lee.
1: Can't say I've ever seen a Cabrio.
0: I have. Uh, they're horrible.
1: It sounds awful. They're I horrible, must say.
0: and they're odd. You know, you kind of look at it and go, "What? Where did that come from?" Um,
2: it just doesn't does sit right, design wise. Right?
0: No. And then the other one I oh, had is the Fiat Five Hundred L. So. <laughs>
2: It's essentially the small, large, the small large car.
0: The small large car. So it's essentially piggybacking off the fact that it has the name of the Fiat Five Hundred. So when you're young and uh, pretty and you're driving around your wee Fiat Five Hundred, and all the boys find you attractive, and then suddenly you find yourself pregnant, and you pump out about six kids, <laughs> and you find yourself still wanting your Fiat Five Hundred, but you need a Fiat Five Hundred L. What do they do? Take a basically a bus and then put a Fiat Five Hundred front on it.
1: Do you remember the uh, Golf Plus? I think I've mentioned it before. Golf Plus was the worst one. model Volkswagen ever came out with. Most pointless. Do you remember the advert for it? No. It was like this quite chubby guy, and like his mum packed him up from the airport or something, and he was sitting in the back, and she was like, Are "You okay?" you look like you've lost weight. Is that, is that girl feeding you or anything? And it was because he was sitting further away. <laughs> uh-huh, that was the, the joke.
0: And the golf plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were definitely weird.
1: It's like small, far away.
0: <laughs> Ken Dawn, he says, best driving road in Ireland, Tour Head, Healy Pass, Atlantic Drive, etc. I haven't actually done any of those. Have you? But you probably have with Workley. Have you, Nigel?
1: Ronan often talks uh-huh. about the Healy Pass.
0: Yes. And TJ, oh, I think,
1: too. hmm
2: uh-huh. I, th- I, th- I think when he did, if you can, cause, uh, part partly because he's a great photographer, but he actually done a driving holiday there in the last couple of weeks. So what he, you're saying is he went north. He's the he, guy he for this. He can Yeah. <laughs> so he's asked a question that he can answer.
0: Well, there we go. Um, Maybe that was what he was planning.
2: No, I was following social media and he'd done basically Ant- the Anthem North Coast into uh, Donegal, down the, the Atlantic Way. And yeah, yeah. Smashing time! He took the handbag down to it and just looked like a crack and driving holder.
0: Oh, very nice. Um, yeah, that that Switch might be a, the a good one. Fantastic photographer, as you say. It'd I think everybody
2: will have their own favorite roads and their fa- their favorite areas. Like,
0: yeah, I have um, a few roads here locally that most people probably yeah. wouldn't care about, but I just like driving them myself, kind of thing.
2: Because, you know them, you learn them, you know, you know how to get the best out of them. You can yeah.
0: give it fifteen tenths on it.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Jake underscore slow up. He changes his Instagram name every week. It's hard to keep up. Um, what Lego speed champions would you like to see made? Mine is the five. Google it. So I actually did look this up and it looks pretty cool.
1: There's a whole section on the Lego website called Lego Ideas. Yeah. Where you can, where loads of people, or you can do if you want as well, you go on and you can suggest ideas for stuff to be built. Or you know a lot of people are into... Like modifying the kits Making them their to own. make them into different things and stuff. Um, I think didn't Simon talk about he wanted to build a black F forty because like a the lot of the, monkey one? the bits from the Batman tumbler kit for like interchangeable, so you could build a black one. Or there's ones That's where us. you can use parts of the mini kit to make a golf cabrio.
0: That's right, yeah, Mark One.
1: Um so yeah, there's some there's some really cool stuff on there. People Spe- who are even bigger nerds
0: than us. Speaking of the like, sticking with the theme of the speed champions, the, what I was thinking I'd like to see made would be the like the twenty two B Impreza, like the two door wide arch classic Impreza. Oh,
1: um, you can get one of those on Wish.
0: Oh, in like a fake Lego, fake like one. <laughs> yes, because so I, I have looked there. at
1: them before. <laughs> 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 would
0: well, you want to see an Isolde
2: no, I think I would like like nineties D or BTCC series. Oh yeah,
1: that would be cool. Like
2: they they for the Volvo, the Alpha, you know Laguna. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. You know.
0: yes, I changed my Laguna, <laughs> the Nets Cafe Laguna.
2: <laughs> or what about uh, Sebastian Loeb's uh,
0: C4? Yes, yeah, or like the old um the Zante. Paul McRae. Paul car. Yeah. Ah, the Batcar. Yeah.
1: The Celica with the Castrol graphics.
0: Yes.
2: Oh, uh,
0: brilliant. Now we're talking. Yeah. So there's, a, there's a long list. <laughs> um, Fogel we'll underscore. The server.
2: We'll, we'll cross the Lego servo
0: where it is. Hi. Well, here. I have like five days left inside. I could do that. <laughs> um, Fogel underscore O'Reilly26. He says, thoughts on excessive speed bumps and what size socket for an impact gun do we need to lift the plastic ones? Well, <laughs> considering they're put down with thunderbolts, it's either going to be a seventeen or a nineteen. So, if you carry either of those on a good Milwaukee gun, you will lift them no problem.
1: I hate don't, speed ramps. Don't
0: ask me how I know that.
1: Misspent youth. Aye. I remember when I was I had just started driving and I was delivering pizza for Domino's in my Nova because that was cool. And I read an article in the local paper, the Ulster Star, which doesn't exist anymore, the Lisburn paper. And it was these families in one of the housing estates that I used to deliver to were given off about people speeding up and down, and they were asking the local councillors to put in speed ramps. And there was this, like, you know, letter to the editor kind of thing. So I wrote one back and it got printed. (laughs)
0: Lee's a nerd.
1: Yep. And I was like, that's very nice, but uh, who exactly is paying for all the excessive wear and tear on cars? on suspension and tires and wishbones and brakes and things for all this, you know, speed ramps. And uh, I got some hate letters in the next one, that was good, but uh, I think they did put the ramps in eventually, but I then used to, out of pure badness, drive up and down that street over and over again on the Nova in like first and second gear, just revving the absolute dick out of it just (laughs) to annoy them.
2: Revenge was sweet. I like it. (laughs)
0: CM Auto Detailing says, "Any plans for a reload podcast car show this year? That'll be a solid no, no. <laughs> as much as I would actually really like them to do something like that, like a one-off show, it's uh, but it's a lot of I work. I think
2: we will, we'll have a wee get together some it's just yeah. mask month or so. Has just been crazy with COVID. different thing.
0: That's it. But yeah. It's Sometimes different. it's hard enough doing the podcast. Never mind anything else.
2: No, we'll get together and get a date. We'll have a, some sort of meet or something. I yep,
0: think. definitely." Um, yeah, I, I do not meet. Yeah, because funny is you get the uh, as the podcast grows, you get more and more people listening or messaging, but you don't get to meet them because the last time we did anything like that was probably last Christmas or so. Yeah. Um, Ran McElmeal, any more talk about the next driven run just to give us a heads up or a head start on some of the shit cars, <laughs> uh, which his is not one as much as his well, diesel l- mark l- four. L-
2: let me br- let me break it down for you, Ryan I had planned to do a rally run mid-July, and then good old COVID arrived. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Yeah,
1: um, it's
2: slightly delayed. So it is, so we'll keep you in the loop.
1: You
0: have a separate page now for that, Nigel? Do you want to mention that even, so yeah. you can keep up with it?
2: Yeah, I have a separate page now for it. It's just road. There you go. Um, so there'll be updates net. it. Uh, I post on it. post on it once a week anyway, um, but I've set it up just so there's a... There's something you can uh, post separate, into. A separate page for it. Just, yeah, Very good. Simple.
0: Um gobsheen now he says dream road trip which car which road which passengers and most importantly which snacks
1: Ooh, snacks is a good one
2: snacks is
0: good i like snacks um for me it's still i think we talked about this before it's still going to be east coast of america my mark three Lee as a passenger because there's nothing as bad in a road trip of a car rammed full of people um and yeah you
1: want to a convoy, a group of cars, but not all the people in the one car.
0: Unless you have some huge, big bus that you can throw everybody into. Um, and snacks, Pepsi Max, which will be no surprise M- for anybody. And peanut butter M&Ms. <laughs> I have that well thought out.
1: Once upon a time, me and some of my girlfriends from school decided to go and do a road trip in Wales. And I'm not sure if I was the only one who could drive at that point, but I was certainly the only one that had a car of my own. And, uh. So four of us headed off to Wales with all our camping gear and whatnot in my Ford car with a roof box on, because it was the only way we could fit all the tents and stuff into the car. The poor car. The poor little car. Honestly, it was never the same after that. No, it wouldn't (laughs) be. I'm trying to think. I think, again, we've had a kind of a similar road trip type question before where I said I want to go back and do the rest of Route 66. Yeah. Now whether I would do it on a on a bike or in a car, don't know.
0: I like to do it on the bike.
1: I yeah, but cars a lot of convenience.
0: You had a trike the last time, so you're all right.
1: The trike was brilliant, and it, and it was by chance. I would never have picked a trike. I never would have really, even really thought of a trike until it was me and my mum and my sister. And my sister the week before we were due to leave, um, dislocated her knee. And it was all strapped up, and she was on crutches, so she obviously couldn't ride a bike. So we contacted the the travel company, and we swapped the two bikes that we had booked for us for a trike instead. And it actually turned out to be a real blessing in disguise because we were able to put all the luggage and stuff onto the trike, and yeah, it was it was brilliant.
0: May as well I had a car. Yeah. What about you, Nigel?
1: I
2: I really still want to do the. Something like Cain done. Just a good week or so driving around Ireland. If not there, I'll we'll do the N500 in the next few years over in Scotland. Yes, I. Yeah, yeah the NC500.
1: It looks brilliant. NC500, yeah. yeah
2: 1 a.m. Car. I would have to have something comfortable. it was doing a long journey. If it was just a day, you know, you could go exotic. But I think I would have to have something a bit more comfortable to do it. week-long driving. Something um,
0: RS4, RS6 or something? Yeah, well, I don't know. Porsche? Something
2: very very capable
1: of a better room. Um, oh, I forgot snacks. about snacks. Yeah.
2: Snacks, white monster, and a packet of cheese bugles. There you go. Odd
1: <laughs> Sugar free Red Bull. And a family sized bag of rancheros. Oh, no. Wrong. Oh, nice.
0: <laughs> um, yes, I do like food questions. Send more of those. Um, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. S20GVN says. Something new on the fad of car electro mods would be good. Something we could probably look into. Um, yeah, sounds good. 93 Need a new choice of wheels? Rotiform TUFs or KPS or whatever you recommend. Between those two, the TUFs every time. That's what Gavin has yeah. on... Is it Gavin's those on the... I'm googling. They're, they look like the CH, that style. Um,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, too, yeah, They're so
2: nice. Um, I i seen his question and I made a few notes on so just looking through some cards. I've seen in the past Rotoform and their new range of wheels. Here, here's my list of wheels I like in the Rotoform at the minute. So, monoblox, uh, DTM, which are no Z uh, type wheel. Yeah. Uh, then you have the 6, which is... Very like comp- the... Compromotive like, wheel? Yes,
0: like an MO 6 style wheel.
2: MO 6 The FTD wheel is another one. And then going to Forged, you have a cup wheel, which is a dish, like a Porsche twist wheel. Yep. And you have the DAB, which is like a dish Meister type wheel. The IG, IGS is quite similar to a Schmidt style wheel. And then the LHR is like a BBS magnesium type E series wheel from the years gone by.
0: That's funny, like the. So- Rotoform brand sort of gets a bit of shit for you know, wheels and air, that kind of thing but they do do some very nice wheels especially in their cast trains at the minute Yeah
2: um,
1: I just googled the TUF set, so yes they are nice they are a bit like a CH um, I'd also put in a vote for 1552s Oh yeah Real nice, um, as you all know I love Turbo Max um, but they have a load of new wheel designs that they're releasing kind of throughout this year so one of the ones um, that's come out that's quite nice. Is a Metrix MX. It's called. Um, they also have an apex wheel, which is a similar kind of design to that TUF, although it's maybe more slightly more onto an LM.
0: Oh yeah, like a thinner spoke kind of thing. Yeah.
1: So yeah.
0: Listen back to that and see what you think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> At the end of the day, it matters what you like. Well, that's how it. Yeah
0: sparkling underscore autos he says what do you respect more an immaculate standard car or a neglected personalized tuned car I think it kind of depends on the car for me with that one Um, I really don't like seeing standard or modified I don't like seeing anything neglected as much as I've been guilty of that myself at times it is annoying to see and I do like a really
1: well kept standard car is nice
0: especially if it's an older car
1: yeah, not even. Well, it doesn't even have to be like. Quite a few of the guys that I work with, they have a standard car because it's either their car for work or it's on a lease deal or something. But they keep them really nice and, you know, polish them and keep them really clean and. Yeah, that's good to see. What you people know? who are into cars but can't afford, maybe to be into cars the way we are, or maybe just don't have the space for another car, or
0: time, or effort. Yeah. yeah or like yeah, I suppose it's their way of. Putting a bit of pride into it, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's different people have different tastes, and um, I don't know. I, I like old cars. <laughs> you know. there's
0: there's something strange though I find about like an older, like maybe what's probably termed as a modern classic, you know, but something that's not very desirable, but it's been kept standard and it's very very clean. You're thinking like, how did that survive? You know, because nobody would have wanted that, or that's, how did? I like years that. Years and years of
2: maintenance, maintenance alone have kept it like that. Is that the way you got to look at it? Yeah,
0: it shows. Um, next one then is Anthony underscore M85. He says, what goes into picking the location for your shows? What makes uh, what makes somewhere the perfect spot? Well, that's something Nigel, Ewan, Gethan and Colin had to contend with after losing Castle Wellen this, two years ago. Yeah. And so come up with your travel. Huh?
2: Um, I think... When you're looking for a location for a show, you have to try and get somewhere that's very scenic, just a, a good place to be. How do you describe it? It's hard to describe. It's, uh, it's a balancing you
0: know, act of things, car I think.
2: Par- car, car parks are fine, but you, know, you want something, there's scenery beside it, um, you've good access, good facilities. There's a whole checklist of stuff you really have to go through, and sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And it's just...
0: Sometimes a certain place ha- just has a certain vibe, which is hard to describe. Um,
2: yeah, and I think that Blue Circle Club is absolutely...
0: Nails it. Brilliant. <laughs> like, when we went down to the ML VW shows in the south, like, what do you think of the ML's show was essentially in... Their first one was just in a courtyard. And it wasn't... When you look at it and stand yeah. back, it's nothing that special. There was a really cool day, and it just felt yeah. nice being there. And I couldn't really put my finger on why that was, but a lot of people said the same thing. Like, some of the shows we've been I think to... A, I,
2: think, I, think, I think a lot of sometimes is to do with the, the cars and the people that are attending, too. That's it, you know, yeah. If you, go to a sh- if you go to a show and a boy's sitting with a sound system cranked up all, all over the place, or a boy's sitting revving engines flat out, of course that's going to affect the vibe of the show. And like We will approach people if they're getting on like a tube, like... So, Maybe that's something to do with the way shows run
0: through, I Yeah, but then you look at the likes of, you know, Fentina, which was an indoor show here years ago. I like An indoor show is a fairly big thing, but it was a terrible show. You know, it just didn't have that much of a, a vibe about it, but it goes down to two DJs in the corner blasting out tunes and deafening as you walk past and just sort of lack of respect from punters that attended it. Yeah. Then you've the likes of, like, when Lee and I went over to um, Alpine Vagfair in Helen, Georgia that whole town is like a Bavarian village which kind of creates a different you know know—you're it's like transport in a different world never mind the show itself so that adds to that. Um, I guess it kind
1: of depends yeah. as well on like you said Nigel access but not only that if it's far afield or if you're expecting people to come from far afield you've got to consider how are they going to get here? Where are they gonna Is there stay? hotels nearby, is there parking is there this this and this Yeah,
0: the roads into it because um, all of our cars uh, are low uh, uh, uh,
2: yeah. If there's not if there's not something on facilities then you have to accommodate, advise, stuff like that there, you know, and tell people, right, well, if you can't do this, here's what you do, or here's nearby facilities or whatever.
0: Entice people in. That's
1: something FedEd are struggling with at the minute. when where yeah. they've moved their because 'cause they're have yeah. have they lost Event City or something else is on or something?
2: I um, think I think it's closing. Or it's closing. I think it's closing.
1: Maybe. Um and they have moved and the new venue, is it an old station or something? Yes, yeah, an old, old train looks class, station. But from what I gather, you can't get a hotel.
2: There's no parking. And there's
1: no parking, which is a bit of a shame.
2: Yeah. Um I, I, I think I've made a bit of a mistake there, but I hope it goes well for them. But I think they were given a date basically and they had to run with it. way
0: yeah. I, I go for it. I've always wanted to run a show somewhere obscure, like just even if it was just a one off type thing. And I've never really found the right venue, you know, where it need to be something pretty special. And then Jamie Orr, who you spoke of earlier there, Nigel, has actually run the show in oh, September. Have it you seen looks this?
1: looks amazing. I I've really, really want to yeah. go.
0: So it's a low show and they have, they're actually, I've done it in conjunction with like a local shopping center. So mm-hmm. show cars in the shops. Obviously, this is, I imagine this is a shopping center with like a lot of spare, you know, retail spaces in it. And a lot of the vendors, so you'll have like Rotiform, PVW, Counterculture, Culture, um, People's Car Podcast. All those guys are all going to have individual shops as their and stands. I just think that's so cool. So you'll be walking through the shopping center, and there's like the Rotiform shop, and then all the cars sitting around. I think that that'll is, be.
2: Is the is the shopping center closed down? And they're just taking over.
0: I thought it was, but it turns out it's not because there's is. They said that there's <laughs> other stores there that will be open throughout the day.
1: That's, brilliant. that's
0: really cool. So that that's, uh, that's well, a here,
2: The way the high street's going, something might come up for us <laughs> sooner rather than later. I, <laughs> I could take over
0: most of Lurgan.
1: Bow Street Mall will be. <laughs> Castle, Castle, Court. Castle Court.
0: We need to cut this out. Someone's going to steal that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've
1: always wanted, it's slightly off topic, but I always thought it'd be class to do, you know, like a paintballing or airsoft or something. But like an apocalypse themed thing and i yeah. always thought an old abandoned shopping center would it. be class for something like that yeah
0: like urban warfare type thing yeah so our last two then are from chris Stop moran 90 chris says is buying and selling cars gradually got worse over the years buyers are advertising dogs as mint and then you'd be left disappointed when you go to view them whilst they're looking stupid money and sellers wanting to offer you stupid money off the car that you're selling but also want you to provide a full dealer service i think that's something hmm. you contended with recently nigel
2: i think it, like i've been fiddling about with cars buying and selling for 20 years but there used to only be a few ways you could buy or sell a car there was the back page of the Belfast Telegraph, there's a throwback. Yep, um, Lurgan Mail. <laughs> Auto Trader ads for free, but now you have 20 or 30 different ways of selling the cars, so you have dickheads from all angles now, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And There's more opportunities to come across dickheads, basically, I think that's what's changed.
0: Yeah, you have more access mm-hmm. to assholes who, like... <laughs> bef-
2: <laughs> <laughs> what a statement, you have more access and and now,
0: on a Saturday night that would be a fantastic thing but not when you're trying to sell a car so I, like,
2: if you're in the Kremlin
0: oh, maybe. <laughs> so um, I think a lot of it I mm. always blame this on is like the gas monkey effect where they bring a trailer effect yeah and people seeing Richard Rollins turn up and they go how much is that 10 grand and he offers them two and he comes yeah. away with it for three and everybody thinks that they're Richard Rollins and will do the same thing now, saying that, I've seen my dad do that over the years successfully, and actually wave money under a guy's nose and telling them that if he didn't take it right now, when he couldn't smell it, he couldn't have it, and that was the end of it. And he was walking away. Um, mm-hmm. So he's probably one of those assholes, like. But
2: well, here, one of <laughs> one, of, one of, a person in my family, uh, he's a real geezer with fan and selling, not just cars, but just anything. Oh, I, like, know, a,
0: I know who you mean. Yeah.
2: Like- like he'll 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 chance his arm, say something advertising something for fifteen hundred pounds, he'll say, I'll be around an hour with eight hundred quid. Aye. Now, nine times out of ten they'll tell him where to go. Yep. But he says you get you get a desperate punter sometimes that needs the money and they'll take and it and you've got yourself a bargain. So
0: So they're to blame as well then?
2: Yep, bad sellers.
1: I think the worst uh, <laughs> the worst phrase you can come across is I know what I have
2: oh yeah <laughs> T- testing. no no testing the water pizza
0: oh, no why.
1: rush to sell
0: uh, no my personal <laughs> favourite is if it doesn't sell I'll keep it I was like what were you going to do roll it into the sea you stupid fucker <laughs> of course you're going to keep it oh, um, sure. and then the last one he says so I've just found out that Dacia have released bi-fuel cars so you can get a petrol and an LPG Sandero from the factory. What's your opinion on this? Also, why did LPG not take off in this country? My guess is the oil Rubina, which he's referring to as the red diesel. Yeah. He's probably hit the nail probably on the right. head there. Yeah, He's um, answered his own answer question, I think. Yeah, there's that in this country. Like, to go LPG, especially to convert a car. I
2: think back in the day it was 1,500 or 2 grand,
0: wasn't it? Yes, you're talking... Um, somewhere between basically 1200 grand and to do a V6 or a V8 which is likely what you're going to be converting petrol into LPG and unless you're going to hang on to the car and do big miles that initial investment takes a lot of time to get back mm-hmm. and as we know in this country not a lot of people like to spend money they like to seem to be spending money or like they are but they don't want to actually part with it and that's why there's a lot of problems with that now I know guys who have factory LPG cars and who have cars converted and love them and some of those bought them second hand and also said that they wouldn't pay the initial cost to get it done but having it was great but yeah I would say the fact that you can pull up to a red diesel pump and fill a car full of Rabina also helps the fact that it's half the cost without the investment of a thousand pound to two grand kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think LPG is very very good though You know, it's.
1: I always thought it was a good idea if you wanted to have a big silly V8 or something that's a
0: and like you are saving money in the long run anyway because say you want to buy a, like a 7 Series one of the, the diesel 7 Series is going to be at least 2 grand more than the likes of a 740 because nobody wants a 740 because you can't run it. Yeah. So I would take yeah. the you know the difference in that and put it towards your LPG cost. Andrew Sharkey, friend of ours from Lurgan, mm-hmm. him and his dad used to do that all the time. Sharkey had Mark 5 R32 on LPG. His dad had a V8 7 Series and like He'd done that for years and years. Have you ever driven one, Nigel?
2: I've never driven an LPG, no.
0: Like, the modern stuff, you wouldn't tell that it's on LPG. It it, it used to be years ago there was, like, a loss of power, but now there's no difference.
2: That's all down in there.
0: That's it, yeah. yeah. It it runs, like, a standalone ECU, which switches over onto it, or, like, a piggyback, but it has its own mapping and stuff for it, so it just runs standard.
1: Obviously, it's harder to get LPG. You know, it's not every petrol station or whatever that you pull up to has it, but if it had taken off more, obviously more locations would have had it, and then because it didn't, it's that kind of catch-22 thing.
0: Exactly, yeah. No, you're right. We're actually pretty uh, well looked after with it here, but I don't have anything for it.
2: I think that's the same as uh, say you were changing from oil to gas in your house, I think it's the same sort of thing. It's the initial setup fee as such, you know. Yeah,
0: paying to get it done.
1: Well, I think it's like air conditioning, like domestic air conditioning. Every house in America, near enough, or a lot, you know, a lot of has Aircon. You just wouldn't build a house without it.
0: Yeah.
1: Here, nowhere has it, so it's really expensive. Yeah. is a scale. Economy is a scale,
2: basically.
1: It's even like I stay in a lot of hotels, as you know, and uh, very, very few hotels in Ireland have aircon. And it's because it's so expensive. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in America, if a hotel didn't have aircon, you wouldn't stay in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's same sort of hey, thing. Well,
1: and in hey, Ireland, I suppose it's one of those things It's for the two weeks a year that you actually need it. It's not worth the care. outlay, but yeah. I love air conditioning.
2: Yeah, we've been handling last week.
0: That'll be nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. That does folks. in.
2: Is that us yep. for questions? So Wrap it up, yeah. Um, good stuff. Thanks for, thanks for the cast questions once again.
0: Yeah, thanks again. And it's good to actually get caught up And them. You always sort of feel guilty with them sitting. People take the time to send stuff in and you're like, I'll I'll let that sit kind of thing.
2: When Um, they know, that's my question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that'll do us for this episode, folks. Thanks again. Do us a favor, as always, share the page on social media. If you're listening to it, screenshot it, tag us, we'll always retag you guys too. Um, Tell friends and most importantly,
1: like and subscribe
0: like and subscribe indeed <laughs> so
2: yeah
1: sorry that's... I heard a thing the other day where somebody I'm said
2: they're weak their, their weak
1: kid when they says like goodbye he says like and subscribe because he watched so no many way. YouTube Holy videos shit. that he thinks that's how you say <laughs> goodbye oh <laughs>
0: Man starting early in the career. I like it. That's
2: Uh, called brainwashing. It is. That's exactly what that is.
0: Oh, Oh, dear. Yeah. So um, if you want to catch up with us on social media collectively, we are at Reload Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I'm at Connor McCann.
1: I'm at Maxwell House 46.
2: And I'm at V Dubboy.
0: And we'll see you again, folks. Goodbye.
1: Cheers. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.